Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Perhaps you guessed that already. Sorry, there's no theme song if you're just catching up on the show. We just got rid of it because of the fact that I didn't want to deal with any copyright things. So, if you're Buddy Holly or the Buddy Holly Estate or Paul McCartney with the rights to Buddy Holly's music, let me know if I can use it for nothing. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. I appreciate it, too. Um, okay, so here we are. Halloween Sunday. Halloween Sunday. Like, it comes out every Sunday. Like, like a Sunday... What I'm saying is the phrase Halloween Sunday doesn't make any sense because it doesn't always fall on a Sunday. Nobody says that. No, but it is Halloween. Right. Which is like the, I put it like just below President's Day weekend. In what? In my, the... my holiday rankings. Oh. Yeah. Where's President's Day weekend? Pretty high. A lot of good sales. Oh, sure, sure. You know, okay. President's right. Day guitarathon. That's a thing that happens. There's also like uh, usually a, some sort of great deal on uh, certified 
used vehicles. Pre-owned. <laughs> Maybe not this year. Yeah, that's true. What with the supply chain and all? Yep, Dory's supply chain uh, fears are stronger than ever. And look, they're coming true. If you have anything you need that is available now, get it, because it might not be available when you need it. That's what, what? I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, I mean, there was like, there were like literally of went to get milk this morning with Henry and there were like three half gallons of whole milk available. And I was like, what is happening? And then I saw somebody taking a picture of the case and I was like, oh, that's an Instacart guy who's like, now I got to explain right. to somebody that they're out of milk. Yeah. And then I'd be like, what? How could they be out of milk? Well, well, they're out of milk. Big milk, you know, October is a big milk month. Is it? Yeah, I think a lot of people use it for milk chocolate, <laughs> for giving out candies. Oh, okay. I suggested we get a cow. But... I don't know where we'd put it. Probably in here, I guess. Mm, I might start to smell. Office cow. Office cow. Um. Yeah. Look, it is what it is. We have big Halloween plans with Henry coming up at six o'clock. <laughs> it's going to be huge. I'm guessing from approximately six to, to six, six ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, his bedtime is like six thirty, and we're just going to go next on the street over and enjoy some local neighborhood Halloween festivities, question mark? Yeah. I put together a bunch of treat bags. I think because of COVID, like they are doing individual treat bags so the kids can just take. Don't have to grab yeah. uh, things and handfuls exactly. and stuff like that. Exactly. Surface transmission is low. Well, that's what they say, but I think I got it through surface transmission, but that's just me. Mm. We'll um, never know. We'll literally never know. That's true. Unless like when we die, we get to ask God some questions. I've always thought that I, you know, eventually I'd be like, he's like, what do you want to know? And I'd be like, how many times did I blink? In your life? Yeah. And then I'd be like, how many cans of Chef Boyardee raviolis did I consume in my lifetime? I mean, that's... These are all like valid questions I'd like answers to. That's what... Nonsense, like, you know? On The Good Place, you know, you you got a printout. Of, they had a printout of everything you ever said. Well, that's, I don't, that's not the same thing i want to know different things mm. like what was my what was my halloween record for most candy you know picked up in the neighborhood and they'd be like well that was 1991 mm, good question you were dressed like scotty from star trek do you think it was 1991 i don't know when did you stop trick-or-treating as a kid 12 ish yeah, yeah. Then it became uh, horror movies and such. Mm, mm-hmm. You know your typical flair. Um, and then, and then as an adult, well, you know, we, there were a couple years. I went with my sister down to Salem. Oh, which was cool. Salem is uh, they're into Halloween down there. I bet in yeah. Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, witches and whatnot. And then beyond that, 
never really got into Halloween again in my adult years. Just, you know, maybe it's the ordeal of uh, dressing up. Sure, sure. You know, and I always feel bad for people at work who'd be like the one person that dressed up. Oh. I'm just like, oh, dear. Well, I mean, working at BuzzFeed. Yeah. People got very into Halloween. Like oh, Halloween in what capacities? Company. I mean, it was just like every, like people would dress up. It was like a big thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And I was always like, I always didn't dress up because I felt weird. Well, you know, it's also like, what are you going to do? What are you going to be? I mean, a couple of years ago, I was in the last normal times we had, I was Quint from Jaws. And Henry was a little shark. And Henry was a little shark. And and I went to work as Quint from Jaws. That's pretty good. I wasn't the only one dressed up, but yeah. It was, uh, and we stayed late. We had to shoot in, way into the night that night. So I'm glad Henry was not of trick-or-treat age. Because I would not have made it home. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's the last time. Last time I dressed up was 2019. I was Quint from Jaws. And the time la- time before that that I dressed up, I cannot remember. Honestly, it might have been 91. Wow. I think Scotty Star Trek might have been the last costume. I mean, I remember going to costume parties as an adult. That just, that, I I was invited, you know, I've been invited, but I was, I just go, no, <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't like the pressure. I don't like the, the, uh, like the idea of a bad costume also is like, uh, then I feel bad for people who like have bad costumes or people who put too much effort in. I feel bad for them. And it just makes me feel, everything makes me feel bad. Hmm. You may want to talk to a therapist. I do. I just have a lot of projected, like, weird empathy that is, uh, I'm projecting the emotion onto those people, I think. And then I feel it for them. And then I'm like, oh. But like. This is terrible. They probably don't feel that. Exactly. But I feel it for them. But why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I, a very, I think a lot of like my decisions in life revolve around um, the least awkward option, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hence, like, you know, I don't like calling people on the phone. It feels awkward to me. And I go, ugh, I don't like this. And then I, I never do it. So that's to my detriment a little bit, but we're a lot depends we talked on the phone well i don't mean people i know Mm. i mean like businesses and such right even though that's literally their job correct right i feel like i'm putting them out for some reason like ah Mm. i don't want to bother that mystery person on the other end of that line i always don't want to be a bother Mm. i see weirdly which i find probably is bothersome to people yes so you know i really go out of my way to Make strangers' lives a little bit easier. Thank you. It's interesting. It is. I know. Where were we the other day? We did. We did something. We were somewhere, and you said something. I was like, "Oh God, this is awful." Henry's doctor's appointment. Henry's doctor's appointment. <laughs> that was like the perfect. Oh, I hated it. 
That was the perfect example of the difference between us. Yes, and I did not like what was happening. Anyway, we went to the doctor. This was Wednesday. Yeah, so we didn't talk about Henry's doctor's appointment on the podcast. Last week, Henry had a fever. Right after we did the podcast, um, he was just in like this crazy mood. Like crazy mood. Of 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 nothing was pleasing him. He was very, you know, he's very specific. And like when I was giving him a bath, he was like kind of lethargic about it. And then I was got him dressed and I asked Dory to take his temperature and he had a fever. So we kept him home from school and he had a, he just happened to be having a doctor's appointment on Wednesday anyway. But we did a telemedicine appointment. Dory did a telemedicine appointment with the doctor. And then the doctor said, you can both come into the appointment and I'll, you know, give Matt a flu shot. To which Dory then reported this back to me. So then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go with you then. And we went. And they didn't say anything to us at the front desk. And then we went in. And then they were like, oh, well, only one of you can be in here. And then here's how Matt would have handled the situation. Okay. <laughs> I'll be in the car if you need me. Bye. <laughs> and then here's how Dory handled the situation. I said, but we were told that we could both be here because of the flu shots. And, and then this poor nurse or nursing assistant, I don't know, she was like, well, no, we can't because the, the rules and it's like an OSHA thing. We only have... And I just was like, oh, 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 this is making me feel even worse. I'll leave. Can I, think, I go? I think she was making that up. I don't know. I wanted to jump out of the window, but we were so high. Mm, we were very high. Also, that would have been really traumatic <laughs> for Henry. Awkward. I would have lived. It would have been fine. Yeah. I, I didn't. I would I have hit the pool nearby. I didn't. The thing that made, the thing that was awkward was Matt's reaction to it. I didn't feel like the situation was awkward Oh, at it all. felt horrible to me. You oh. said it in such a a stern way i was just like ah what's happening yeah yeah because i had to manage you as well as deal with the nurse oh manage me yeah okay because you were like no i would have been like if this was the situation was reversed i would have been like i literally would have just said okay thank you i know and then i would have gone about but i was also we both would have gone about our business i was also annoyed because if i if if the doctor said that we should both come and right. she was like, Oh, I'll just tell them it's okay. Like she really made it seem like not a big deal at all. Yeah. And then the nurse was like, this is a big, this deal. is a big deal. And I'm just, and the doctor also wasn't there yet. Yeah. Which, which I, to was, which I was like, I wanted to like, I wanted to like hit some sort of escape button. Yeah. So I was just sort of annoyed by that because also you had changed your plans to come to the appointment. Yeah. And so, I was doubly annoyed by that. But I was also like, in my mind, I was like, well, what gets me out of this awkward situation right now? Getting a flu vaccine at at CVS or something and leaving this room. <laughs> I was like, I'll do that. I wanted to just anyway, to run away. Long story short, Matt ended up staying. 
We yep. saw the doctor. He got, got the flu shot. Henry did not get his. Henry didn't get his because he had had a fever. So we have to go back for him to get his. And everything was fine. Yeah. But that was just, I was just trying to illustrate what I had previously said. Yeah. With an example from real life. It was a good life. example. I agree with you. Thank you. So anyway, where were we? Doing podcasts, talking about, you know. Yeah. I feel like something got us on that subject. I don't remember. Anyway, Henry costume was, parties. Yes, Henry was sick. Right af- as Matt said, right after we recorded last week, he was then sick for two more days. Guess like that night slept for thirteen hours. He slept for thirteen hours. Then Monday took a three-hour nap. Yeah, like he was clear. His body was clearly just like. Ugh. And then when I'd spoken to his doctor, when I spoke to his doctor on Tuesday morning, she said it could be roseola. If it's roseola, he'll get a rash. And if it's not, and he doesn't get a rash, he like it could be anything essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wednesday he didn't have a fever. Thursday he didn't have a fever, and seemed fine. So, you know, by then it had been twenty four hours without a fever. So he went to his little class. That was great. He was in a fine mood. Oh, also, also Thursday his nanny was like, "I have a fever." <laughs> Yeah. So we were we were with him Thursday and Friday, and then Friday he went to a little Halloween party, and then Friday afternoon a giant Halloween party for little people. And he was like a little sniffly, but I was like, oh, he seems okay, and he didn't have you know he didn't feel warm or anything. And then when he woke up from his nap, he was like he had like a full blown cold and a fever again. And yeah. I was like, oh great. And then the fever went away, and then yesterday he his cold was pretty bad, and then today. It's like totally gone. Um, I saw his nose running. What's funny is it's like the same. Uh, it's like the same side of the that his eye has that tear duct thing. Oh yeah. Or it's like so it just looks like it just everything runs down <laughs> oh, on that side of his buddy. face. Um. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't as bad as it was yesterday. Yeah. So I don't know. He's just like you know he went for like a year and a half without getting sick because we like barely left the house right and now you know all the things that he would have been having in the last year and a half he's getting because i was thinking about it too like the 10 months he was alive before lockdown like he got sick a lot yeah he got hand foot and mouth and he like got a respiratory RSV. thing and he, then... like he was always getting something and then that just like stopped well yeah it's just like crazy though. It's kind of like what you know, xenophobes really like or, or, or more agoraphobes. That's the benefit of agoraphobia. It's like you're not gonna get sick, you're not leaving your house. Right. But I mean it's good I guess it's good for him to build up his little immune system. Yes. You know. But yeah, so it's been, you know, a few days of like trying to and that was like it was like a rainy start of the week. I think, like, part of it, like, too, is, like, the the temperature fluctuations have been bananas. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, Monday it was, like, 57 and raining. And then one day last week it was 90. Yeah, and Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday it was 90. Oh, Thursday? Yes. I don't even remember. It was, like, it just was, like, it just snapped you, like, you know, whatever. You couldn't figure out what if, to wear shorts or pants or a jacket or sweater. It just it was, you know. It was a lot. For sure. Now that that's done, why don't you write into the podcast, everybody? 
Yes, please do that. Send an email, doryman at gmail.com, at dory at gmail.com. We're your one-stop shop for all IVF information uh, that a doctor cannot provide. You can also call or text us at 413-461-BABY. And we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i don't know why you'd return anything because what (laughs) but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Back. Hello. Well... The book portion of the podcast has returned. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. It's been a little while. It has. 
Um, we heard from Anonymous who said, Dear Dory, I just finished your book. I wanted to write and thank you for writing so openly and honestly about your post-birth infant and breastfeeding journey. After my daughter was born two years ago, like many others, I began exclusively breastfeeding. Unbeknownst to me, she was not getting the milk she needed, and it resulted in her first pediatrician appointment ending in a trip to the emergency room because she was, quote, dehydrated. A nice way to say I was unknowingly starving her. Baby IVs had to be attached to her, and she was turning yellow slash jaundiced. After this, my breastfeeding formula and pumping journey was such a challenge, uh, much like yours. I just wanted to write and say thank you for writing about this because for so long I thought I was a terrible mom, broken, etc. Therapy helped tremendously. But it turns out so many of us experience this. I'm sure your story will reach some people before they become mothers. And I'm so thankful that they will know that if they struggle with this too, like so many of us, that they will not be alone. Thank you for all you two do. Sincerely, Anonymous she slash her in DC in 1,890 square feet with a husband, toddler and baby on the way Two delicious hot dogs this summer. <laughs> I appreciate the um, adjective to go along with the hot dogs. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. You know, I have, I've heard from a lot of people about this part of my book about the, the postpartum period, I guess. And yeah, it is interesting how it's not really talked about that much. Like it kind of is, but it still isn't really. So anyway, thank you. I'm I'm sorry that you also had a shitty. It's such a it's but... an interesting thing too, because like the it's like it feels like what it is is like societal pressure to like be uh, to breastfeed. In a weirdly in a society where it's like don't breastfeed in public it's like totally it's like, get over yourself yes, everybody figure pick one no you're a hundred percent right we get these like completely mixed signals yes um but you know i just like look that's what the formula has been designed to do is 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 supplement and or replace so people just go for it. Um, all right. Here is a voicemail. Okie dokie. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Carrie calling from upstate New York. Um, I paused the pod today because I was listening to Matt wax poetic about the Red Sox. And I always joke that my boyfriend's one fatal flaw is that he's a Red Sox fan, even though he's from New York. Um, he was also very sad and devastated at the last two games. Um, so I understand. And as much as I am not a Red Sox fan because I'm a proper New Yorker, um, I know it sucks. So I'm sorry about that, but there's always next season. And I finally, finally, finally got around to cracking my thanks for waiting that I had pre-ordered from Dory. Um, I'm sure as someone who's a reader, she can understand that I was in the middle of a series that I had to complete before I started because I'm a completist. And I'm just loving reading it and, you know, especially the early life because as someone in her 30s, I am only just starting to get my shit together and it was comforting. So that's all. I love hearing about your day to day and what's going on in your life. Again, I'm calling from upstate New York. Um, two humans, 115 pound Akita, in about 
I would say 11 to 1200 square foot apartment in downtown. And for me, you don't think my hot dogs count, but probably about six or seven this year. My boyfriend who eats pork hot dogs probably is about 15 to 20. Plus, we're going to go to Ted's in Buffalo next weekend. Anyway, love listening to you guys. Bye. Uh, thanks for calling in. Um, hi, Bo. Bo's just like pranced. He's like, I would say <laughs> prowling, pranced, pranced by. Like he was like, he's like doing doggy dressage <laughs> as he walked by the sliding door here. It's like high stepping. Uh, like, look at me. Yeah. Look at me. I'm high stepping past here. And then he comes back the other way. And then he puts his paw in the little window. And uh, we still ignore him. <laughs> oh, don't give me that look, Bo. He's doing sad eyes. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to look at him, huh? Nope. Wow. Rude. Um. Uh, Red Sox seasoned, yes, of course, over. And I would also like to say, bummed out about the passing of Red Sox uh, color commentator, announcer, uh, Jerry Remy passed mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. yesterday. Bo also would like to say something. Jerry Remy, uh, just like the thickest Massachusetts accent you've ever heard in your life doing uh, Red Sox games. It just always felt right. It was always very good and, and, and pretty funny. If anybody out there has not seen them, uh, Jerry Remy and Don Arcillo, uh, with the pizza incident, uh, I would, I would go ahead and YouTube that. Go give that a Google search. Just uh, a lot of times, it's called "Here Comes the Pizza." <laughs> yeah, people were posting it on Twitter today. Yeah, uh, a fan uh, foul ball and like went into like three rows of the stands, and then like a beer got spilled. Someone threw a pizza at the guy, and just watched the the play by play of them try to break it down during the game. Uh, both both laughing hysterically. It's really one of the great. Uh, you you played Baseball it for me moments. a couple weeks ago. I forget I did. why it came up. Uh, why did it? Oh, because Jerry threw out the Jerry Ryan threw out the first pitch at the wild card game. Oh, uh, Eckersley and Remy. Hmm. You know, one of Jerry Remy's seven career home runs came off of Eckersley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, I I I, I hope Dennis Eckersley. Um, does more games next year. It's good. You can't really fill the hole of Jerry Remy, but I do enjoy Eck. Anyway, there we go. There we go. All right. Dory got me a cameo of Jerry Remy two years ago for our anniversary, which I will, you know, I already cherished, but now we'll continue to cherish even more. <laughs> no reason to go to Fenway this year. Hopefully next year we got a better ball club. <laughs> I said, you know, because they they tell you, they they ask you to, like, give a little guidance for what you want them to say. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's our it's our fifth anniversary. This was not our this past anniversary, but the one before. And uh, and you know, my husband, we don't live in Boston anymore. We live in L.A. But my husband, such a Red Sox fan, and you know, he usually goes to Fenway Park every year, but obviously couldn't get there this year because you know, like height of COVID, and he's sad about it and. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he really ran with it. Oh my God, did he ever. It was great. It was truly a delight. 
anyway, right. we'll miss you, Remdog. Yeah. All right. Um, Shelly writes, I've only been a listener for the past few months. I'm coming up on episode 100. Looking ahead, I've discovered that episodes 109 to 201 are missing in the Overcast app. They're not missing. I checked the Apple Podcast app and they're missing there too. I can't bear to miss your 2018 to 2019 pregnancy chronicles. Is there anything y'all can troubleshoot on your end to make these apps available? Apologies. Yes. Is this the thousandth? If this is the thousandth message you've received about a known issue that you can't do anything about, I imagine if that's the case, then whatever the situation is, it's probably pretty darn frustrating. Unrelated tangent. While listening to episode number one, the plot was spoiled by the very first ad I heard in which Dory told us that Henry was almost ready to level up in his Kiwi Crate thingy. So now I've been listening for weeks and weeks <laughs> and 98 episodes just dying for past Dory and past oh, Matt wow. to find out what you and I already know in the future or the present. Time is confusing and I'm about to run out of episodes mid-pregnancy. Oh no. Love y'all. Okay. Bye. Uh, if you're running out of episodes, head over to Patreon. The entire back catalog is over there. We did, we've done two a month for the last God knows how many months, a few years worth of episodes there. There is, there are no missing episodes. Somewhere along the line, we were just, we were numbering the episodes. I think that was me. Had to have been. And we just kept doing it. But then when we, when we, when we got the good news about Henry, we decided to switch over the show to a season two and you know, because it's IVF and it's like, if you're going through it and you don't want to listen to someone who's go out, who's now pregnant, we totally got it. And we tried to accommodate that by flipping the show over to season two. We never really did a season three, even though I would guess that we should have probably done it after Henry was born. should have been season three. Yeah. Um, so there were 109 episodes and then the 110th episode is episode 200. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry it's confusing it's now. It's very confusing. I, I don't really know how to undo that or I have no We could I guess we could go back and renumber all the episodes. It wouldn't take that long to do. No. We just have to kill the number at the top. Like the thing that says episode number. Like, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Something so, to think about. Something to think about. Okay. Do we get that? Do we get that question a lot? We get it occasionally. Okay. Um, if it's, if it's more than like, if it's more than like once a month, then I will, I will try to remember to get that done. Well, we have gotten a question about episode 300, which will come up later in the, uh, Later in the episode, this episode. This is episode three hundred. No, this oh, is episode. The question is. the question is about episode three hundred. Oh, well, this seems related to that. It is related. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. Okay. Um. On to the next question. This is from Julia. Hi, Matt and Dory. Longtime listener, first time writer. I know you are both always saying to email in with questions. I thought I would give it a chance. My husband and I have decided not to have kids for personal reasons, but after listening to this podcast for so long. I've started looking into egg donation. I kind of thought it would be a good way to help others. Dory, I know you went through the egg retrieval process and wanted to know if you or any eggheads had any advice or things to consider before starting this process. Also, if I end up going through with it, any advice on the process? Thanks, Julia. In 1,925 square feet in the Central Valley of California, one hot dog so far this year, it was from Costco. 
I had a Costco hot dog. I told you all about that. Was, you know, two months ago. Yep. 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 Um, any advice or things to consider? I mean, I can't really give you advice from the perspective of like someone who's considering donating eggs. I can give you advice based on the perspective of someone who has gone through egg retrievals, um, which is like, it, it totally affects people differently. Like some people are really affected by the hormones. Some people aren't, you'll probably get pretty bloated. You can, you can have, um, there can be like pretty severe side effects after the retrieval. Like you can have, um, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome and that can be very painful. So, you know, it's not just like you just walk in and, and do some shots and then like walk out. Like there, I would, I would, you know, talk to people who have done it before. And, um, I think every time for me was like slightly different. I never had OHSS. So, um, but I, I know, I know quite a few people who did. Um, you can't exercise for a few weeks because starting about halfway through the, um, the shots process, your ovaries get big and there's, um, the possibility that they will like twist and burst and that would obviously be bad. And then you can't um, exercise right after the retrieval either. So that's just like something to keep in mind. And then in terms of egg donors, we actually, we heard from someone last week who had a very positive experience as an egg donor. And yeah, I feel like we've heard, we've heard from people who have had good experiences. I'm sure there's people out there who have not had good experiences. Um, But if you are out there and you want to tell us about your experience as an egg donor, holler at us. You send that email to dorymatt at gmail.com or mattandory at gmail.com. Thank mm-hmm. you. There is no episode 110 to 200 and z- zero. <laughs> um, okay. I think we are going to take a break. Okay. okay. And then Be we'll right back. come back with some more stuff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, home stretch, everybody. Here we go. Okay. Pretty soon we're going to find out about episode 300, among other things. Um, okay, this next email is from Anonymous. Hi, Matt and Dory. Completely agree with everything you've said about imposter syndrome, but I'm surprised no one wrote in to mention imposter syndrome as it relates to secondary infertility, which I think does have a somewhat legitimate claim for imposter syndrome because you already have a child. 
I'm experiencing secondary infertility. And whenever I talk to friends experiencing primary infertility, I don't feel comfortable complaining about IVF at all because I know how lucky I am to have my toddler. And I think this might be a legitimate instinct. I definitely don't express my biggest frustrations, which involve going through IVF with a toddler who has needs and demands that IVF naturally has to take a back seat to. I can't imagine being able to indulge in self-care like they do. I can't even leave my IVF meds out on the table during my cycle since they have to be kept out of reach of my toddler. I don't even get a full night's sleep at night. I'm in the middle of my second FET and my son's fear of monsters and skeletons is leading to regular middle of the night wake-ups. And then there's the challenge of hitting new milestones for my son. Toddler bed, potty training, his ever-increasing and wonderful vocabulary, packing away yet another batch of clothes he has grown out of with no younger sibling in sight. I have a small house, so I constantly wonder, should I even bother storing these clothes? The crib mattress? I even feel like I need to apologize here for any of these complaints because as anyone in this community knows, getting one child feels like hitting the lottery. I keep a positive outlook given the fact that I do have a happy and healthy son. I just wanted to write in and give a voice to anyone out there dealing with secondary infertility and feeling like you don't quite fit in the fertile world or the infertile world. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a point of view that uh, I don't think gets expressed here. Yeah. That often. But it's very valid. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff rings true for us, too, with, like, Henry's shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I turn, I see over there, there's, like, this very, very small kid uh, car seat sitting mm-hmm. in the corner over there. And I'm like, what is this still doing here? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we hear that. I totally hear that. We got his baby Brezza up in a up in a up in a, up in his closet. Yeah, I know. It's like I haven't totally shut the door to it, but the door seems to be like closing pretty quickly. I don't know. I'm not feeling optimistic about it. Do you ever feel optimistic? Yeah. Like what? Like when do you feel optimistic? Hmm. I feel optimistic sometimes. But like in our whole time together, I cannot really think of a time when you're optimistic. <laughs> well, I've definitely not been optimistic about IVF stuff. No, certainly not. But you're also like, I find, uh, you know, it's all like, you're always like, you know, looking on the not bright side. Maybe that's just my survival mechanism. Okay. Well, Let's see what we can let's just be aware of it, you know? Okay. Sort of just, would you call yourself an optimist? I would call myself a realist. Okay. You know, because it, it, realistically it could break either way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't, I don't, I'm not, not like a defeatist. I'm not a defeatist. Sometimes it feels like you, 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 you that sometimes it feels like your vibe. Like, um, do you think we'll ever get a house? <laughs> no answer. Interesting. I hope she's not pessimistic about it. Um, do you, uh, what are some other things I can ask you about where I know you're pessimistic about it? I mean, usually it's just like money and buying a house and and having another kid and, you know, those small things in life. Uh, She's very pessimistic about all of it. 
Well, <sighs> I mean, there hasn't been a ton that has like given me reason for optimism in any of those fronts. Mm. So please join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Help Dory feel a little more optimistic. Anyway, it's just like when I'm, when I'm the, when I'm the positive one, it's like, what is happening here? I mean, maybe that's the issue is that you don't like being in that position. Well, I don't mind it. I don't like, I don't like dragging someone else along. Mm. In the in the positivity land. Anyway, thanks thanks anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, we have a voice memo. Oh, let me find it. She's here on the is. hunt, guys. Okay, here it is. Found it. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is birds. Hope. No, it's first her child. time caller, long time listener. I think that's the opposite of what I'm supposed to say. Nope. Um, but just wanted to call in. I've been listening to the podcast what, for what feels like forever. Um, uh, we just brought yeah, home our like little science baby. You might be able to hear her. My husband, Trevor, is changing her in the background. Um, but I just wanted to call in to send out the ghost baby signal. So. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but for a few nights I've been waking up and everything in the bed I think is the baby. So a blanket, baby. My huge boppy pillow, huge baby. And like logically I know it's not the baby, but my brain while awake is seeing a baby. So I just wanna know, has this happened to anyone else? Would be very curious. Thank you guys so much. Your podcast has been amazing. Uh, my husband and I couldn't have gotten through all the rounds of IVF without you. So thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who else, else who has called in and given their stories and questions. It's just all been so helpful. So um, let's see. My stats. We live in Concord, Massachusetts. Concord. Uh, our house is, there she is, <laughs> a little over 3,000 square feet. Uh, we have two golden retrievers and... We've eaten, or I've eaten zero hot dogs this year. My husband has eaten several hot dogs, uh, and I am opposed to hot dogs in colder weather uh, being <laughs> cooked on a stovetop rather yeah. than a grill. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like it is not normal, and I discourage it. So Understood. that's my take on hot dogs. Uh, last notes: Great British Bake Off. Uh, excited for this season. Definitely the most common thing in our household right now, other than our snoo, uh, which works real well for our new little nugget, Charlie Willow. Okay, thank you guys so much. Thank you. What a, um, like, I mean, you're living the dream out there, Concord, 3,000 square feet, a couple of golden retrievers, and a new baby. Yeah. <sighs> take that baby on the Isaac Davis trail. Um. Take that baby to Walden Pond. There you go. Um, well, this look. I don't. I don't know. This sounds a little bit similar to night to the night terrors that I have. Um, they've picked back up, everybody. In case you're wondering, it does seem like some sort of like postpartum anxiety thing that's going on with you. No, no, no. With 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 this uh, person. Um that she sees babies in the bed well you know your eyes adjust 
I could see that for sure. I, I guess my follow-up question to this is, does your baby sleep in your room with you? Like, is there a logical brain reason to think that a baby is in the bed? Or is it like an actual, like, sort of like, um, I don't know. Because then if the baby's not sleeping in your room and you're seeing the baby, I'd be like, I, I would be a little more concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the big baby thing is funny. The boppy pill is a giant baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm curious to hear if anyone else has experienced this, this particular phenomenon. Does it take, does it happen when you nap too? Do you, I'm assuming you're nap, you're a new mom, you should probably nap. Oh, nap too. good question. Or is it just a nighttime thing? Good question. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. We heard from... A listener named Kate about travel recommendations. Wanted to add my two cents on the travel recommendations after this week's discussion of flying with car seats and toddlers. We flew from LA to Boston in September with our two and a half year old son and our two and a half month old daughter, both IVF kiddos. After much debate, like an incomprehensible number of discussions between my husband and I, we did the following. Toddler in our Kalugo travel stroller in the airport, which we stored in the overhead bin per your recommendation, Dory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Baby and carrier. She was a lap infant on the plane. Checked the up a baby infant car seat in the travel bag. This mm-hmm. is free, by the way. Toddler sat in the Waby Pico car seat on the plane. Very lightweight and folds up. We bought the travel bag for it, too. It's a great travel solution, although it is absurdly expensive. This is the thing that I want to get. It is ridiculously expensive but i think i might want to get it well let's see how that optimism goes now please patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure uh thoughts and prayers to everyone navigating travel with toddlers during the next few months kate in 2400 square feet in costa mesa california with one husband one toddler one baby one beagle and a surprising number of hot dogs this year including several kayam hot dogs while we were in Massachusetts. Nice. Matt, you're right. It's the perfect hot dog. It is. It truly is. Um, thank you, Kate. I think you made all the right choices, by the way, travel-wise. Also, like, what's funny about that email to me is, like, she doesn't reflect on her choices. She just tells us her choices and doesn't say, this worked great because of blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like she's... Sounds like it worked said, out. I wanted to add my two cents on travel recommendations. So she's sounds like she's recommending right, these things. Right, 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 right. Um, another travel tip from Tara, who writes, when my daughter was a toddler, we flew often to visit family. Since we didn't fly with a car seat, grandparents had them readily available on arrival. I was always looking for something to help keep my busy girl in her seat on the plane. A friend introduced me to the CARES harness. It's an FAA-approved harness system that slides over the plane seat and turns the regular seatbelt into an adjustable five-point harness. It was a lifesaver, small to pack, and my daughter stayed put because she felt just like she was in her car seat. She is nine now and so easy to travel with, but she was envious when we recently flew and saw a kid in the airport with a suitcase with a built-in scooter. (laughs) What? Might be exactly what Henry needs. Love the pod. Tara in 1,800 square feet in Henderson, Nevada, maybe three hot dogs in 2021. 
Like one of those like powered suitcase scooters? Look, That's I interesting. Don't, I don't know. It's not clear to me exactly what's going on here. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess I hadn't really thought about that aspect of the car seat. Like, it would encourage the child to not get out of it. Exactly. That's, I mean, I'm... You're selling me on this idea. I'm, I, I, I mean, after our experience last time... I just want him to be contained. Disaster. Oh, God. All right. I'm just reflecting on the summer travel. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. All right. Ron from Karen Crow wrote in with some clarifications. I love it. Uh, yes, we have been to Disney with the whole crew, but not since 2019 because of COVID. Right. They will run specials where you can get a four-day single park ticket for a good price, but you can't visit the same park twice. Hmm. So we get one day in each park, which is typically a perfect trip for us. We stay off-site at a condo and got away spending about five or six grand or so when it was all said and done. We drove, of course. Oh. My wife has been three times since the beginning of 2020, and the older three kids went with her for their respective birthday trips. We did do Dollywood in June of this year, staying in an RV. And after two or three days, my middle son got sick and slowly the three below him fell to it. So it was just me and four sick kids in a 32 foot RV for several days while mom went with the older kids and did other Tennessee activities. Once COVID um, is under control for good, we will go back to Disney as a family. But until then, when the little ones ask, we... uh, play ride videos on YouTube on the main TV and Disney music on the echo and make do just for reference. I'll attach a pic of us on our last trip on my now five-year-old's third birthday. Have a great one. Ron. <laughs> um, that's a good, that's a good price for that kind of a, for Disney with that many fucking kids. Like that really is a great price. Yeah. Well done. I feel like way to really, go, Ron. He really nailed it. Um, did he attach? I th- I think he forgot to attach the photo. He did. That's okay. Yeah. I'm imagining it now. It looks lovely. Yeah, it does. Um, okay. Let's hear another voicemail. Hello, Shafriras. Um, this is Jenny calling from Atlanta, and. I had to pause the pod because your Henry and Beck listening to Beck's story had me rolling flat with laughter in the car. Um, our three-year-old science baby is named Henry Beck after um, Beck. <laughs> we try to like tell this family that it's uh, not after the musician, but it totally is. So we call him Hank. So he's Hanky, Hanky Beck. But um, I just really appreciated your Henry and Beck story. We have another science baby coming in April, so we're we're in the market for other cool rock star names. We don't know if this one is a boy or a girl. So if you all have any um, rock star name ideas, we are open and listening. Thanks, y'all. Well, nope. I was going to say 1,200 square feet, but we just did a pandemic project and added uh, about 250. So we're almost at 1,500 square feet in Atlanta. And my hot dog count is right around uh, four, five because of major holidays. But 
this pregnancy has um, deterred me from eating many more because they sound disgusting at the moment. So, thanks, y'all. Bye. Uh, do you have any rock star name ideas? Not off the top of my head. Jagger? Mary Ann Faithful. <laughs> what about Jagger? Jagger, I feel like, is like, nah. Lennon's a good name, though. Oh, Lennon's like good. A good first name for either yeah. gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose Ringo is weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, There's a little while where we were thinking about George for Henry. Yeah, definitely. And maybe. Harrison, we talked about Yeah, we Harrison. did talk about Harrison. So those are our, those are our recommendations. Yep. Um, okay. We got a text that said, uh, and I had to look up what this acronym meant, QTNTBA. Do you know what that means? Uh, no. Question that needs to be answered. Thank you. If Matt's new water bottle is supposed to help you drink enough water, why does it need to keep water cold for 24 hours? That is a very uh, funny question. And, I, and the answer to that is I have no idea. P.S. Thanks from you and other listeners for the airplane travel toddler advice. I feel a lot better. Well, that makes one of us, Veronica. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Rachel wrote in to say, I was watching Vanderpump Rules this morning at an ungodly hour with my 16-month-old who won't sleep past 4 a.m. And two of the cast members went to see Dr. Kelly Beck at California Fertility Partners for a consultation. I felt <laughs> like I knew her or like it was a celebrity sighting after following your journey for all these years. I know you had talked about, you had talked in the past about having her on the pod. Maybe now that she's had a go at reality TV, she would be more open. Just had to share. Thanks again for all you do. Anonymous in 2,800 square feet in New Jersey with a 16-month-old science baby and a second science baby on the way 80 pound lab mix and one costco hot dog that i was absolutely craving a few weeks ago i'm saving my second hot dog and last prego hot dog for casey's corner when we attempt disney world in early december uh dkb you know she's i don't, I don't think she ever was any she was shy about it i just never felt no. right asking she was on there was another um bling empire she was on the netflix show bling empire as well we got a few emails about that when it came out. I've gotten several messages about. Um, Is that the one the reality Pump? show that follows the rich Asian? Yes. 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 Um, yes. DKB, you know, doctor to the stars, miracle worker to the stars. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like ever she since Gab, ever wears since pearls. And her son has uh, some Bitcoin mining computers in the basement. So I feel like ever since Gabrielle Union mentioned her by name, she's been like more in demand. I don't see how you could be more in demand than always. Booked. I know. I know. It's crazy. All right. Um, we have one more voicemail. Hi, Matt and Nori. This is Lauren, and I am calling to answer the great question about how the hot dog uh, reporting started. Uh, I think I was the first person to ever call in and report my hot dog, <laughs> um, and that was in episode 301. 
called Notes on a Candle. Their other topics of discussion were candles and advent calendars uh, and, I don't know, other fun stuff. Uh, (laughs) I, for some reason, episode 300 is not available in my Apple Podcasts app. Did we we mess that up, too? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. And at the time, I was living with my in-laws who eat a lot of hot dogs. And for whatever reason, when Matt suggested people call in with their hot dog count, it really uh, spoke to me. So I'm sorry I started this phenomenon Look, on your podcast. I think it's a great phenomenon. Also, I love to hear it, and I love Matt's criteria for what is a hot dog. <laughs> uh, you might be sad to know or happy to know. I'm not sure that we have since moved out of living with my in-laws and my hot dog consumption has dramatically decreased again. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say that. So if people want the hot dog origin story, I think if you listen to episode 300, that's where we'll get Matt's call for hot dog number. And then at the end of episode 301, is where you can hear me call in and tell you my hot dog count. Uh, since then, almost a year ago, I would say my hot dog count for 2021 is four, uh, but most of them have been cooked over a campfire. Mm. And I'm not sure if that is a yes or no from Matt. So, wow. Uh, thanks for the podcast and hope you're doing well. It's not um, optimal. Okay, it's not like the number one way to cook a hot dog. Are you putting it on a stick? Like, what's happening? Or is it like on some sort of thing? I'm going back in time to see if we just messed up the numbering. Oh. And? No, there is an episode 300. Saint Misbehaving. Huh, but it's not showing up for her. Maybe just republish it. I don't want You don't want to mess anything to up. ruin it. Yeah. But so just so you know, uh just look for our RSS feed uh via ACAST and it'll be there for you. Good tip. All right. Um well just a reminder you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com. Slash Excellent Adventure. We are so grateful to all of our Patreon supporters. So grateful that we've already read all the names, which tells me that we need more of you. Come support the show. Patreon.com forward slash Excellent Adventure. Run out of episodes? Guess what? There's a buttload over there. Thank you. Literal, literal buttload. Okay. Bye-bye.